Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our hobby farm, or how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or just I like to talk about my faith in general, because I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world. The easier it is to hear His voice above the noise of this world. So today I'm going to talk about practical ways to keep it simple in the new year. So this will apply whether you are a homeschooler or not a homeschooler, a stay-at-home mom, not a mom, a working mom. These will be tips that we can all apply to our lives to keep things more simple. Before I get started, I just wanted to say thank you to our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia has amazing resources, not just for the Christian homeschooling family, because most of us as homeschoolers know them from their amazing uh, science curriculum and others. Uh, language arts curriculum, writing, reading, they have Bible studies, but any um, Christian family can really benefit from the amazing, encouraging resources at Apologia. Check them out at Apologia.com. They have all sorts of sales going on for the new year. So thank you to Apologia for being the sponsor of the Simply Living for Him podcast. So as I said, today we're going to talk about practical ways to keep things simple because you know what? I am not about New Year's resolutions. Everyone out there is saying, you know, this is the year that they're going to simplify or this is the year that they're going to get organized or everybody's saying this will be the best year yet. And really every minute that we're alive is the best minute yet because we're here, right? We don't want to set up these expectations that this is going to be the best year yet because we don't know what this year will bring. But every moment that God gives us breath, is the best moment. But really, um, this is the time of year, you know, where you'll hear all the buzzwords about um, getting organized for the new year and making resolutions. And this is the year you'll be fit. And this is the year you'll be organized. And this is the year you'll finally have it together. And then what happens? Every year we do the same thing. We make resolutions again, right? It's a vicious, endless cycle. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to get off the treadmill of (laughs) endless resolutions and the cycle of always thinking that this is going to be it, knowing that we have never fully arrived. Every year we are a work in progress, and every year is not just a new beginning, but we're still on a journey, right? And yes, it is good to sort of look at the new year and think, wow, we can kind of start afresh, but really... We're not on a start of something. We're on a journey. And actually, um, a lot of people, you know, they kind of choose a word for the year. And I posted recently, I'd love for you to check out the blog post on Simply Living for Him. And let me know what you think about the word that I chose this year. Because I am not one of those choose a word for the year. And many people, you know, they choose words such as focus or intentional or even simple or um, bold or, you know, Uh, faith, or I don't know, I've seen all kinds of words out there, and they're all great. And the, the idea behind it is that you choose a word, and that is like your word of the year, and it goes hand in hand usually with your goals. And I'm all about goals. I think those are great to have. Um, And then it helps keep you sort of focused on what you are wanting for your life that year. Well, I've never done that before. I've contemplated it. I've kind of been like, nah, 
you know, because I'm very much, and I admit it, one of those people who gets on a kick and then it, the novelty wears off and it goes away. Just like, you know, if I were to make a resolution, I know that I probably wouldn't keep it. So I am choosing a word this year, actually. And I told you I wrote a blog post about it. So I chose a word and it's a little bit different than the words that you hear. And my word well, I'll tell you in a second. The reason I chose, I'm going to keep you in suspense. The reason I chose this word though, was because I was seeing how at the beginning of the new year, all of these resolutions and all of these words were very focused on me and what I can do. You know, um, this is the year I'm going to do this. And this is the year I will, you know, be better. And this is the year I'm going to, you know, whatever it is with your word. And I don't want to do anything in my own strength. I don't want it to be about me. As I journey on, and not just this year, like I said, we're on a journey. As I journey on, I want nothing more than to live my life as Christ in me. And I want nothing more than for him to work through me. So I don't want a resolution that keeps me focused on me and what I can do but I want to be focused on my journey about what God can do through me. And I want to be focused on him. So I chose the word holy. That's my word for the year. And that is because that is completely focused on God. And that is focused on um, something that only he can do through me. We are all in the process of sanctification, right? Being made holy, being made set apart, And boy, does holy set that standard high, right? Because none of us can achieve pure holiness. That's what God is. But we are called to be holy, and we are called to be set apart, and we are on a journey of sanctification. So you can read all about why I chose that word and my thoughts on that on the Simply Living for Him blog, and then I'd love for you to comment and let me know what's your word and what do you think about the word that I chose. So at the beginning of our new year. Like I said, this is really a time where everybody feels like they can turn over that new leaf and start over. And in some respects, that is true and that is good, especially if you're trying to get rid of old habits and things like that. But I always see it as a vicious cycle because if resolutions worked, we wouldn't be doing them again next year. (laughs) We wouldn't be making them again next year. So they usually are a temporary fix and they work for a little while. So what does this all have to do with simplifying? Well, most of us, if we're trying to simplify or live a more simple life at the beginning of the year, we're like, that's it. I'm going to be organized this year. I'm going to live with less. I'm going to purge of my clutter. I'm going, this is the year. This is it. This is the year I'm going to do it. And then... For many of us, we get into the same old habits and we get stuck again. And next year, we make that very same resolution again and say, no, this is the year. So I wanted to get on here and just be realistic and practical ways that you can simplify. You don't have to choose it as your word. You don't have to make a resolution to do it. But just give you some tips for this time of year, how you can practically begin to simplify. Now, I have all different kinds of people that listen to this podcast. Some people are already living simple. They might be even a minimalist, way more simple than even me. 
Um, and some of you out there may be buried in clutter and you're just like, help, I can't get out of this clutter. So I'm hoping that these tips will sort of help anybody wherever they're at and, you know, certainly apply them to where you're at. And if they don't apply to you, then you can just carry on to the next episode. (laughs) I never feel like everything I say always has to, um, be the perfect thing for everybody. But I hope that if you're out there and you're just struggling even just a little bit with simplifying your life, that these tips would be practical and would really help you. Now, um, at the beginning of the year, it is a great time to reset. Like I said, even though we're sort of not looking to make that resolution that we're going to break, it is a good time to sort of refocus because right after the holidays, right, we're just inundated with stuff and busyness and overindulgence and all of that. So this is a great time when the holidays are finally over to be like, okay, let's get back to normal life and let's reset. And it's kind of funny because you just went through a series of um, several weeks probably of overindulgence and being consumed with materialism and maybe not you being consumed, but it's just that it's there, right? Our society is literally bombarding us with materialism for the past few weeks. So um, this is a great time for us to sort of focus on looking ahead and how we want to simplify our lives. And physically, this is a great time to purge because you've just probably, if you have kids and you're listening, you've been inundated with a house full of toys. And (laughs) although I have kids and we really didn't get a ton of toys because we're sort of out of that stage, but you know, you definitely bring more things into your home at this time of year. So we have, um, to kind of look at our homes right now and say, okay, we brought in new stuff, which means we need to get rid of the old. Now, hopefully before Christmas, you did this. I sort of went on a purging spree before Christmas because I know that we're going to get some new stuff at Christmas time. And it's a good time to sort of inventory. You know, there's things like every year, my mom, she buys me for Christmas. She always buys me new socks, which I love. You know, when you're a kid, you don't love socks. When you're an adult who hates being cold, I can't wait for those warm, fuzzy, cozy socks that my mama gives me for Christmas. <laughs> but what do I do before Christmas? I start to clean out my closet. I can get rid of the socks from last year with the holes in them or the mismatched ones. And I make room for that. She always gives me new towels too. Isn't my mommy wonderful? She gives me new kitchen towels. She gives our family new bathroom towels. And this year I knew she was giving our kids new sheets. See, practical, wonderful gifts. But before Christmas, I sort of purged of the old tattered towels and the sheets that you know, where they, they literally still had like cars, bed sheets. My boys are going to be teenagers. Okay. I have one that's almost 13. I have one that's almost 15 and I have a nine year old and I don't know when they got those cars, original cars, movie sheets. Okay. But they're, they're a long time. So it was time to get rid of them. (laughs) So we did some purging. Um, but yes, when you bring in new, you must get rid of the old. So what a great time to do that. Um, especially after we just had this great time of excess at the holidays. And, you know, use this time to sort of, I don't want to say spring clean, but, I, you know, spring cleaning is great. But I know when the weather gets warm, I don't want to be stuck inside cleaning. So here's a very practical tip for you right now. Since you are probably, if you're in the United States and you're like most of us, we're in a deep freeze right now, okay? Right now, as I'm recording, we have had a snowstorm. It's supposed to be negative a billion tomorrow. No, (laughs) 
feels like it though. But literally, we're supposed to have world record temperatures tomorrow here, and it's going to be like negative 20 wind chills and all that. So we can use this time to really catch up on things that we normally, you know, wouldn't have the time, and I use that quote unquote time for, because we are home and we are indoors. I mean, at least for us, we're outdoor people. Once the weather is nice, we're going to be out in that garden. You know, we live here on our little hobby farm. So I'll be out playing with the chickens. We'll be out doing all kinds of stuff. I don't want to be stuck inside in the spring doing spring cleaning. Now, I know there are certain things in the spring that can, you know, I'm not going to be washing my windows right now because they would turn into icicles. So that I'll have to wait till spring. You know, the outdoor cleaning stuff definitely will wait and all that stuff. But there are a lot of things I can do inside right now. So use this time to simplify. Use the time that we have. God gives us seasons for a reason. Every season has such a purpose. And right now, even though I am not a winter gal and I don't enjoy being home, cold, dark, freezing, negative a billion, Um, (laughs) I will make use of this time. And this is a good time to organize the basement, things I don't ever want to do, but hey, I'm inside, may as well do it. Use that time. Um, You know, organize my closet, organize my office. Oh dear, I just organized my file cabinets the other day. My desk, that was a chore. Um, You know, I have to get things ready for taxes, stuff like that. So these are the times though, God gives us a little bit of downtime And even though I would like to be snuggled under a blanket watching Netflix all day and drinking coffee, I know that God wants me to be productive with my time. So there's a time for the Netflix and the blanket and the snuggling, and there's a time for um, doing practical things. So use this time that we're in. I remember a wise older woman at church told me years ago, and she was one of those women that was very neat and orderly and organized, you know, that I am definitely not. But... I remember she said to me, because I was complaining about January and February, how much I disliked those months of the year. And she said, oh, no, I use those months to, you know, clean out my cabinets and do all the jobs I wouldn't want to do. And I thought, wow, that is so smart because I don't want to be stuck inside once the weather gets nice. I want to be outside doing all those fun things. I want to play with my chickens and my ducks. If they make it through this cold weather, I'm serious. It is so cold. I'm worried about them. So anyway, use this time to organize, you know, and and, and don't say to yourself, like, tomorrow I'm going to organize the whole house and take on this huge project, okay? January is a long month. So do a little bit every day. Um, You can choose, like, tomorrow I'm just going to work on the office. If the office is too overwhelming, just work on the desk. If the desk is too overwhelming... Just work on the file cabinet, you know, just one even small part of a room. For me, uh, we have nothing in our bedroom. We don't even have dressers. We just each have a closet. And then we have this like one large closet like that we share that doesn't have clothes but has shelves for like other things. And we don't even have dressers. It's very open. So I don't have to like clean my room, but my closet tends to get a little cluttered. And it's funny because I think it's cluttered and I think that you know, maybe I have too many things. And then I see these Facebook memes of people that have like 30, 40 pair of shoes. No, really. Is that normal? Because I have like five. I wear my tall boots all winter long. Then I have my chicken boots that I wear outside, but I wouldn't count those as shoes. I have my sneakers, which I hardly ever wear (laughs) because that just shows how much I exercise. I have my 
fuzzy moccasins that I wear when it's like in between fall and winter, when it's not quite boot season, but it's not quite flip-flop season. And then I have like one little, those cute little like short boots with the little heels on them. I don't know what you call them, but little short ankle boots. That's what you call them. And then I have a few dress shoes for like if I'm going to get dressed up or if I'm going to go speak at a homeschool convention. But I don't, I, I can't even imagine what I, I would be like in a paralyzed uh, every day with what shoes do I wear? I mean, I can't even imagine having 50 pairs of shoes. I can't even imagine really having 10 pairs of shoes. <laughs> So please comment and let me know if I'm weird with that one, because maybe I am. But even with clothes, I have like two pairs of jeans that I love, and I alternate between them. I have a couple pair of leggings. Don't wear them as pants. Don't worry about it. Wear them mostly when I'm home or under like a skirt or something. Um, and I have my tunics. If you ever see pictures of me, I'm like always wearing, I have like a uniform. I have like a mom uniform. I'm always wearing my jeans and like a long tunic. They're really like dresses from Old Navy that are short that I wear as shirts. And right now I can't even wear them because it's too cold. I need to be bundled. So I have like a few sweaters. I like long cozy sweaters. I have a few of those and that's it. I call it a day. I don't have a complicated closet, but anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, if you do have a complicated closet, though, this is the time to purge. And you know what? I would recommend minimalizing your closet to, like, what I said I have because it's easy. I, I can't even imagine having, like, so many outfits that I couldn't decide what to wear. I, I just couldn't imagine. So I like comfortable uniforms. <laughs> That's why if you see me on Facebook Live or you see pictures of me, I'm often wearing the same style outfit. So... Anyway, and then, of course, I have, like, my nicer dresses that I don't often wear, that I usually just wear for a homeschool convention or church on Sunday. Um, but anyway, so I would recommend going through the house, especially, like, the kitchen. For me, that's one place that does tend to get cluttered. So I go through the drawers and the cabinets. I just did this before Christmas. I went through the cabinets. I got rid of, like, you know, the Tupperware that didn't have a lid and the lid that didn't have a bottom and um, all the things that were just taking up space. And I had so much space left over in my cabinet that, like, an entire cabinet with one, two levels, or maybe even three levels of shelves was empty. Yeah, it's three levels, actually. And um, my sister gave me an amazing Christmas present. She gave me, I don't know if you watch QVC, I don't, but she does. And they have like this lock and lock special kind of like Rubbermaid containers. She gave me a whole, two whole sets of them. So they're taking up my entire cabinet but I had room for them and I stored them side by side because I was afraid I would end up losing the lids because does that happen to you guys out there? I have the bottoms without the tops and the tops without the bottoms. So I organized through my um, cabinets and I got rid of the things I don't use because seriously, it makes me stressed when things start to get cluttered, when the cabinets start to get cluttered up and the drawers start to be able, you can't open the drawer because, you know, all those funny like spoons that are weird shapes aren't letting you open the drawers so I went through all that stuff and I was like no I never use this weird thing I don't even know what it is I'm throwing it away and um, this is a really good time of year to do that because you have the time you're home so go through your kitchen do an inventory what do you use and what don't you use and just you know straighten up give everything a home um, we went through our school shelf you know we homeschool we went through our school shelf got all that nice and tidy. And this is just a great time of the year 
to do what I would call almost spring cleaning, but do it in the winter. Save the outside stuff for when it's warm out. Get that other stuff done now. You know what else I did? That's this very practical tip that is easy and something to take advantage of this time of year. I wrote down a meal plan for January. Now, this always happens in September. I, for some reason, I'm always good about it in September, right before school starts. And then we get so busy that I just get so off track. And especially the past two months, we were really busy and we were kind of out of the house a lot more than usual. So the meal plan went out the window. Um, so now that we're back on a bit, little bit more of a normal schedule and we're home more, I um, did a meal plan. And we are simple, simple folks when it comes to meals. I have an entire podcast about that. I will link in the uh, webpage for this episode um, the links that I talk about. But I have an entire uh, podcast just about meal planning and how I eat gluten-free and why I eat gluten-free. And um, you can find that in the archives for the podcast. But um, I will tell you that meal planning is such an easy thing to take like not even 30 minutes of your day to just get it done, and it saves so much time. So I'm not big into meal planning where I'm like doing those freezer meals or, you know, cooking all day so that I have, you know, 50 meals in my freezer. I'm not big on the Instant Pot, the Crock Pot. I mean, I use the Crock Pot, but I'm not big on like even recipes really. I'm just very simple. Like, you know, Crock Pot chicken is like chicken in the Crock Pot, maybe with some chicken broth, and I do it plain, and then I let everybody doctor it up how they want maybe serve some noodles on the side, or if somebody wants to put barbecue sauce with theirs, somebody wants to put hot sauce with theirs, you know, it's really easy. So our meals are very simple. Um, I don't have big recipes that I follow. So what I did was I went through the month though, and I kind of, you know, I put a, I looked at the calendar the days we'd be home. I looked at the calendar the days we'd be out and I sort of made it accordingly, but this is where the important part comes in. Then I had Steve take me grocery shopping for most of the ingredients, you know, any of the non-perishables, because my big hang-up is when I want to make dinner and I go in the pantry and we're out of that one silly thing that we need to make the meal. So, you know, I um, tried to stock up. Now, that doesn't mean I won't go grocery shopping during the month. Believe me, we will. But I tried to stock up on any of the non-perishables that I could and even doubling up on them so I can be guaranteed not to run out. And this way, it saves so much time in the long run for just a little bit of meal planning. But I promise you, people hear meal plan and they think you need like free printables, recipe cards, um, you know, a whole day of cooking, color-coded this and that. You don't need any of that, you know? And it can be very easy. Um, I just sometimes write like pasta and then I'll alter, like, you know, once a week would be pasta, and then one week it'll be red sauce, one week it'll be vodka sauce, one week it'll be Alfredo sauce, and one week it'll be, you know, macaroni and cheese. So it's very easy to make a meal plan when you do it that way. And then, of course, I always do like soup on Sunday. We used to do spaghetti Sundays. Now we do soup Sundays because it's cold. So that's done. Sundays are always done. You know, just alternate the kind of soup it is. Thursdays is usually crock pot chicken. Again, I throw chicken breast in the crock pot, sometimes with a can of condensed soup, sometimes with just maybe a little broth and water, sometimes with a bottle of barbecue sauce. I don't have any fancy recipes. My kids just want to eat. They don't care. So anyway, that's another way to 
um, a, a simple tip, you know, to keep things practical. A lot of times on this podcast, you guys know me, I'm always talking about Jesus. I'm always bringing it back to the heart. And today I'm just really giving you some um, practical tips to keep it simple. I don't really have anything deep to share with you, but I do know, because I am going to throw a little Jesus in here, I do know that when we live our life and we um, feel organized and we feel like we're keeping it simple and we're focused on less of these details, the more time you're going to have for what? Bible. The more time you're going to have to spend with him. So even though these are practical tips and I don't have something big and deep for you, I am going to tell you another really good tip to start your new year simple and to keep things simple is to get in the word every single morning. And so many people, because I talk about this all the time, and I say you should have no word set before your eyes until you have God's word set before your eyes. And I do have a whole podcast episode about that as well. You can hear me talk all about that in another episode. I also have on my YouTube channel a, um, an entire session talking about women being in the Word. I'll link to that as well. Um, but a lot of people hear me talk about this, and this is the constant feedback I get, is I'm not a morning person, and the other one is, you know, um, what do you study in the morning? And then I'm like, no, you didn't hear me. <laughs> what I said was... You need to have no words before your eyes each morning until his word is before your eyes. Meaning it can be as simple as a verse. For me, I read a chapter of something every morning. But that is not my study time. So that is not to be confused with like quiet Bible study time. It's merely focusing my mind on truths before I read my email, before I read my texts, before I you know, turn on the TV, although I don't have real TV. So for me, it would be like um, turning on the Facebook news or something. Um, And even before I can have too many of my own thoughts, because really my mind can go to places in the morning when I wake up that I don't even need it to go to. I can start worrying about my to-do list or, you know, whatever. So my most practical tip would be for you, if you want to keep things simple, is to have more Jesus, to focus on him first thing in the morning. I'm not saying that's when you do your Bible study, and I'm not saying you have to get up super early to do it. I don't care what time you do it because you can wake up at noon and you still should have his word set before your eyes first. So this isn't about getting up early before your kids and having your quiet coffee and your Bible study time. And and that's a wonderful thing, actually. I I love to do that. But my thing is just to get women to be in the Word first before you're on Facebook or before you're on um, whatever it is, Instagram or whatever the thing is you like or before you check your email, before you read your texts and before you even have too many of your own thoughts cluttering up your mind, focus on His truth. Just simply read either a verse or read a chapter. If you do well in the morning with Bible study because you're a morning person and you want to go deep, then by all means, do your devotion, go deep. Read, you know, do your study, journal, whatever it is. But this isn't a legalistic thing where I'm saying you have to do all that. I'm just saying, start your day with God's word first thing in your mind. Philippians 4, 8 says we should fill our minds with all things that are lovely and of excellent and 
of excellence and pure and praiseworthy. And don't start your day with anything other than God's word. So that is another habit or thing that you can start that I would pray would not be something that you will have to resolve to do again next year. That that should become so much a part of you that you wouldn't even dream of anything else. And I've told this story before, so I won't go through the whole thing again, but that's what I was convicted of years ago. And this is something I could never stop doing. It's like part of me. The second I open my eyes, I think to myself, okay, it's time to read my, my word. What is God saying to me today? It's like, you know, there's, there's nothing else I could do first because it has become so ingrained with me. And it's not hard. People always say to me, oh, but I don't have time in the morning. I'm like, what? How many of us wake up and turn over and grab our phone and check our email? It's as simple as waking up and grabbing your phone and looking at a Bible verse first. So it doesn't take any time. In fact, it just takes a heart wanting to be with God first. And that is where we all should be. And with that, everything else falls into place. And that really will help us, whether we're trying to simplify or be more organized or whatever it is. Because when we see things through the lens of God, all of a sudden, all the little details of our life seem less important. All of a sudden, all those shopping trips to bring home more stuff seem less important. Because who needs it? We have Jesus, right? I don't need anything else to make me happy. I don't need to clutter up my home with more of those shoes or clothes or toys for the kids or whatever it is. Mm-mm, I have Jesus. I am content. I'm happy. And then we see that it's so much easier to simplify. The more we have him, the less we desire of this world. I'm going to say that till the day I die. Um, some other tips to practice simplifying the new year. These are going to sound a little, little strange maybe to some of you. But I was saying, you know, sit down and write a letter, write a letter, not an email, not a text, write a letter to somebody. You know, how about calling somebody? This one's hard for me. I detest the phone. I think I actually have a phone phobia. I looked it up. It's a thing, you know, it has a name. I forget what it is. It's a, it's a thing. And I think I have it. I don't even, don't laugh at me, but I don't even like to like make a phone call for like a doctor appointment for my kids. I will put that off for days because it requires me talking on the phone. How funny is it that I speak at homeschool conventions and I can get up and speak to hundreds of people and have no problem, but I cannot pick up the phone. I don't know what it is. I have a phone phobia. I always feel like I'm bothering the person on the other end of the line. And I always feel like it's weird when you can't see them and you're not sure, like, I don't know. Are they laughing at me on the other end? And I don't see them. The only people I really talk to on the phone are my mom. And once in a while, my mother-in-law, um, I just, I'm not good talking on the phone. It's so weird. And I don't know if it's a thing about not seeing them because so, seriously, somebody once asked me to FaceTime. I almost had a panic attack. I was like, FaceTime? No way. That makes me even more scared. So I guess it isn't about not seeing the other person. It's just, I don't know. It's just weird. Email me, text me. That's, that's the way I communicate. That's my thing. But how about that? Call somebody. And the reason I'm saying this isn't because like, oh, writing a letter and calling somebody because it's taking you back to Little House on Prairie Days or something and it's making you focus on simple. It's about more than that. It's about the connection. And I feel like that's a practical way to simplify because all of a sudden you just have that human connection again. And it's like the noisy stuff of this world and our high tech 
way of life these days and everybody's stressed and all that. I don't know. It's something about the connection of actually just writing out a letter. Because how fun is it to receive a real letter? It's like, it's just so different than getting a text or an email. And I'm totally guilty of this because I, I don't do that. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm the one that's like, text me. Yeah, email me. Don't ever call me. I'm not going to answer. I, I'm like that. I will not answer the phone if I don't know who it is. And sometimes I still don't answer. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Like, I don't answer. But if I'm in the middle of something, I won't. But I am really trying harder to make that connection, to call people to be human, you know, to have that human connection, because that helps us to focus on the more simple things in life. Um, like I said, and, and to focus on, um, you know, what really matters most, you know, when I talk about practical ways of simplifying, it's really just always getting back to what really matters most in our lives. I worry about our, our society because we are just so busy. We're always, you know, it's, it's a noisy, noisy um, world. And, you know, we're losing ourselves in the middle of all that. So getting back to the basics, getting back to the way our grandmothers did things. I have, I have an entire, actually, blog post about that as well. Um, and I believe a podcast episode about getting back sometimes to the way our grandmothers did things, like doing things slowly, like making a complicated recipe, not really just like, because you saw it on Pinterest, but, you know, I'm one that likes to take shortcuts when I cook, but sometimes it's like, you know what, do the complicated stuff, because sometimes when you do that, it's like, it makes you feel accomplished, it makes you feel like you have to slow down a little bit, you know, instead of just rushing through the recipe to get it done, you're kind of enjoying the steps and enjoying the process. I think that's something that we forget about as a society, we are not enjoying the process of doing things anymore. We just are trying to check things off our list. So even though it sounds counterintuitive, if you want to simplify, why would you do a more complicated recipe? Or if you want to simplify, why would you write a letter? You could just text. Or if you want to simplify, you know, why would you not bring all these new way of doing things into your house? Why would you keep things simple and only have like four pairs of shoes? Because you are enjoying the process and not just getting things done to check it off your list. Um, so let me look at my notes here. We talked about starting every day in the word. Oh, one other thing about connection and a way to simplify in the new year. I said, you know, you could write a letter or you could call someone. You know what? Let's take it a step further. Invite someone over for coffee. Just invite a neighbor. It doesn't have to be planned. Okay. It doesn't have to be like, okay, yeah, next week we're going to have a little get together. And then you feel the need to make a Pinterest recipe and you have to put out the perfect plates and the perfect decor. Just invite somebody over. Your house doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, don't even try to make it perfect because then you're focusing on you and what um, image you're putting out rather than focusing on opening up your home to provide hospitality. And you're not focusing on providing fellowship for the person, inviting them into the home so that you can have fellowship with them and you can build a relationship with them with them doesn't matter what your house looks like. If you're waiting to invite somebody over because you want your house to look a certain way, then you're waiting to invite somebody over so that you can merely put on a show. And you can say, hmm, look what I can do. Hmm, that's, your, that's you feeding your pride. I know that sounds really mean as I'm saying it, but that, you know why I say that? Because I used to do it. That was me. 
I still get that way sometimes. I still feel like, ah, if somebody stops by unexpectedly, oh, don't go in the other room. You're going to see our mess. But you know what? That's such a prideful thing. Hey, if you want to come over and you want to fellowship with me and you want to be my friend, come in, mess and all, see it all. Because that's me. That's where we're at. I'm so imperfect. But I have a savior. And he can make me perfect. And it doesn't matter if my house is a mess right now. I have a savior and that's all I need. And I have joy whether my house is a mess or not. So enjoy having people over, but don't do it where you feel that it's because of how things look. You're focused on the person, connecting with them. So if you want to have another practical way to simplify in the new year, forget how the image of everything, making it perfect. Just connect with people. Invite someone over for the mere fact, sit down and have a cup of coffee. Doesn't have to be fancy coffee. You don't have to put out a fancy spread coffee and a piece of cake, cookie, whatever it is, and just enjoy connecting with your fellow human being. Take it even further. Have a prayer group at your house. I have an entire um, podcast about that as well, how I used to do that at my house. You know, invite some women over. It doesn't have to be like every Monday at two o'clock, we're going to have prayer. You can just say, hey, you know what? I feel like having some ladies over to pray. And just throw a a time out there, put it on Facebook, send an email, write a letter, write a real invitation. No, wait, I'm sorry. Pick up the phone and call them and invite them over and say, you know what? If you're interested in praying, stop by my home next Wednesday at two o'clock. Don't put out a fancy spread. Sometimes I feel more comfortable in homes where there isn't like the big fancy spread and I can tell the person went all out. I just feel comfortable when I walk in and there's like a pile of laundry and there's, you know, toys still out. There might even be dishes in the sink. I actually feel more comfortable in a house like that than when it's like been done up for show. Because again, that always goes back to our own pride. So connect with people. Another way to uh, to simplifying the new year, keep it simple. These are just practical, easy tips. I don't have anything life-changing, life-breaking here. Or I don't know if that's the right word, life-breaking? No. Um, Anyway, news breaking. I don't know what I'm trying to say, (laughs) but I don't earth shattering. I have nothing earth shattering here, but these are just simple ways that I would hope to encourage you to keep it simple in the new year. You know, let's focus on people, not on things. Let's focus on God above all. Um, And another thing, one last thing in, in talking about reading the Bible in the morning Um, and having your own time, I encourage you, read your Bible as a family at night. Our family is almost complete with reading through the entire Bible. It's taken us two years. I'm honest with you there. Um, But we have not stopped. We have gone from cover to cover almost fully, and um, we're, we're getting there. We're pushing through every day, and it has been the most amazing thing we have done. And it's just like that morning time, we have our evenings and, you know, my morning time, I can't start without his word. And now our evenings, it's like our thing, you know, when's our Bible time, you know, after dinner, you know, when's our Bible time, when's our Bible time? And we'll say, okay, eight o'clock, meet on the couch. We have to have our Bible time every night and it's changed our family. Again, I have a whole nother podcast episode about that, that you could find if you search. I also have blog posts about that as well. Um, But that is definitely a way to sort of just keep your focus where it needs to be. And, you know, families are getting torn apart left and right because everybody's got a schedule that's all over the place. And, you know, um, people are just always busy and rushed. But when you bring yourselves together around God's word, it is life changing. 
When you study his word together as a family, it is life-changing. So that is another very practical way to keep things simple, to keep things focused. So simplifying for me has nothing to do with me giving you like the best organization tips. Because you know what? You can go out on the internet and search that everywhere because everybody's going to have a book to sell you about how to organize your house and have the best system. And, you know, they're all going to tell you that they have the way to make your life better. You know what I'm going to tell you the way to make your life better? Look to Jesus. That is my mission here at Simply Living for Him, to point you to Jesus, not to me. I don't have this life down pat. I don't have organization down pat. I don't even have simplifying down pat. It's a journey for me, and it's something that I'm trying to attain and I'm working towards. But at the core of living simply is because I want more Jesus and less of what this world offers. So that is my goal, to point you all in the new year, not to me, not to what I can do, not even to you and what you can do, but to what he and he can do alone. So I encourage you to think about some of these practical tips and let me know, share with me, you know, what kind of things that I not talk about that maybe you're doing, you know, what things are you doing to keep it a little bit more simple and a little bit more focused on the things that matter most. I just want to remind you this summer in July, we are having our Simply Living for Him retreat. It's a ladies getaway. It's for two days in the beautiful lodges at Gettysburg in uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Right now, it's like I said, negative a billion here. Well, in July, it's going to be 80, 90 degrees and beautiful, beautiful um, sun, um, views of sunsets and sunrises. Last year, we even got a rainbow on our retreat. I mean, we had it all. The most gorgeous sunrises in the morning, the most gorgeous sunsets at night, and even a rainbow. So you will not want to miss this time. It's a time where we are going to focus on Jesus being enough and not filling our lives with clutter, not filling our lives with noise, but filling our lives with Jesus. Truly, the more we desire him, the less we will desire of this world. Registration is open. We are filling up. Space is limited. So you will want to register like right now, as soon as you hear this. <laughs> it's simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. Go over and registered. We even lowered the prices because we had some amazing sponsors. We were able to do that. So head over and check it out. And I would love to see you and spend two days in a casual setting where we're all going to be real with each other. You will have mornings where you wake up and hear nothing, nothing. You will just watch the sunrise, and it's just such a great way to get away and to really be able to focus on the things that matter most. The most important thing about those retreats for me have been the friendships that have been made. I have like 30 new best friends from these retreats because of the wonderful connections that we have made on the Simply Living Grand Retreat. So I encourage you to check it out. Um, if you are listening to this on iTunes, please rate and review it and let other people know about the podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media and let other people know about Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.